It's time for another edition of Cardinal Cut-Ins. Cardinal Cut-Ins are brought to you by Homestyle Country Cafe, Lake Central Bank, M&M Express Sales and Service, Kaz Hardware, Truman Welters Power Sports, David Bird State Farm Insurance, and Lundeen Brothers Ford. Coach, you ended last the last regular season game of the of the season with a thirty-five to seventeen win over Princeton. Maybe the most surprising stat I thought, at least from the game, was that you allowed the Tigers just seventeen points. Princeton was coming in averaging forty-five points a game, and before Friday, hadn't scored less than thirty-four in any game. What worked for you guys on defense to shut the Tigers down like that? Well, first of all, we have one more regular season game, Jeremy. The, you have the, to last, the last road season road, road game. Season road season game. game. There you yes. go. On the road. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, our, our kids I, played really well. We had a great week of practice for prep-wise for them. You know, they're very similar to us. You know, I mean, it was things that we like to do, concepts that we like to run. They run a lot of spread. They run a lot of trips. So it's things that we've seen. Um, so we kind of knew what would work and what won't work. Um, our, our kids did a really good job of prepping for them. They understood their route concepts, their route combinations. We had a couple of really good blitzes that put some pressure on their quarterback. Um, and our kids are pretty good at pass coverage. We're very athletic, and uh, we were able to get those athletes on the field. And I thought we did a great job. We tackled well. We've been tackling really well all year. I thought we continued to tackle well on, uh, on Friday. And we got turnovers. Whenever you get turnovers and you make teams predictable, we got turnovers. We got lead in the second half. Um, we shut them out in the second half. I think a lot of it is because we knew what they were going to have to sit back and throw the football and become a little bit more one-dimensional to try to get points on the board. It's a little bit easier to play defense when you only have to play one aspect mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those combinations, the kids played well. They communicated well. They broke on the ball well. Um, just a really fun game for our kids. They played well. Uh, they did. And not surprisingly, you had some nice defensive performances out there individually. Bryce Phoebe had another interception. Uh, Brady Spalding and Nick Walter each had two sacks and a fumble recovery. But our defensive player of the week this week, Junior Evan Norgren, uh, he's made solid contributions on both sides of the ball for you. And Friday, he led you in tackles with nine and added a sack. How does Evan come in and help this team? You know, Evan's a great tackler. He's probably our best tackler on our team. His form is flawless. He accelerates through the tackle. We kind of put Evan in a bind this week with the way we played our, our defense. He was in the middle by himself, and his job was to control their running game. And uh, he did a great job. And he, he accelerates. He's strong. He's athletic. He's quick. He's, you know, 215 pounds, so he has some sides. Mm-hmm. He brings a little punch behind that. Like I said, we put him in a tough spot. You know, we thought he could handle it, and he showed us he could handle it. And like I said, he was a big reason why they became one-dimensional. They really had a hard time staying on blocks with him. And he tackled great. It's getting better every week. He was banged up a little bit. Early in the year, got banged up a little bit on Friday. Was able to come back. Just a real big part of our defense, especially against the run game with some of these physical teams that we'll see as we get moving on here and, and Wednesday night against Litchfield. But Evans, he, great tackler, really good football player, really aggressive kid. Offensively, you guys you, you guys played all right scoring 35 points. And and senior quarterback Harrison Ganyu had another one of those, uh, those ho-hum games that he had completing, you know, 17 to 25 for 362 yards and and four touchdowns to four different receivers. Is it safe to say Carson is back to to 100% now? He certainly seems to throw that football out there pretty well for you. Yeah, Car- Carson's a good football player. He uh he really throws the deep ball well. He runs our offense. He's kind of the key to our offense. Kids have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, he just oozes confidence. Um the kids play hard for him. He plays hard for his teammates. Our receivers are really good. They're really athletic. They're making plays. I think the big thing is he gives them a chance. 
He gives them a chance to make a play. He puts the ball on time. He puts the ball in a spot where only they can catch it. And if a guy's somewhat covered, that means we're going, uh, I don't know if we want to throw that ball. Carson's not afraid to throw that and, and give the kid a chance and put it in a spot that either our kid gets it or nobody gets it. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over at all. And the one pick that he had on, fr- on Friday night wasn't his fault. We told him it's there. They came out with a different defense, and the kid jumped the route, and we had no idea they were going to do that. So that was on us as coaches. We told him that right away, hey, you know, that's not your fault. That was on us. It was a bad play call uh, for that situation. But he doesn't make mistakes. He's just – he's really smart, really solid, understands what we want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. You look at the numbers at the end of the game and see what he put up. It's like a video game. But uh-huh. – you know, all we know is that he gives our kids a chance. He gives our kids a chance to win the game. And I thought our offensive line was was phenomenal. I mean, they relentlessly blitzed us. And he got touched one time the entire game. You know, James Mavison and, and Evan Olson, Elliot Peterson, Jonah Peterson, Zach Newts, and our running backs, Max Schimmelfinning and Carson Wiles, those guys were phenomenal mm-hmm. pass blocking. And they've been, I think, the last three weeks, he's been sacked one time, maybe been hit twice. And when that happens, you're going to have success in the passing game. You know, the biggest way to slow down a passing game is pressure on the quarterback. Teams have tried everything, and they haven't touched him. So really proud of those guys up front for giving him the time uh, to make plays. There's never one guy in football. That's what I love about football. Mm-hmm. You play a basketball game, one kick can go off and score a hockey game. Football, if your skilled kids are playing well, the guys up front are doing something well. Um, so it's just fun to see the team come together. And I love it when we score and you see the guys up front jumping up and down and high-fiving everybody and coming out a few with smiles. And, and they know they're a big part of it. And it's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun on Friday night. Definitely. And I think we could talk – every time we talk about our offensive player of the game, we, we could add the caveat that, you know, Carson could be that player of the game. But we're, we're going to step back and give – you just mentioned him, uh, some of the love back to, to the running game. Uh, talking about Max Schimmelfinnig, he's it's nice to have him back. He was injured during Das Kokato. Um, senior running back really adds some speed to you. Um, he carried the ball eight times for 36 yards, um, and, and like I said, started really showing some of that speed and that burst that he's capable of. What does Shimmy bring to this offense? You know, we're happy to have Max back. Max is a really good football player, probably the strongest kid in our team, pound for pound. He is strong. He's he's a kid who's put a lot of time in the weight room. You almost feel bad for Max. I mean, like last year, we had a huge offensive line, and, you know, he was probably our third running back last year. We had... Um, you know, Riley Najowski was a 200-pound kid with a lot of speed, and Rogan brings a different type of running mm-hmm. uh, to it. And, you know, Max is getting his opportunity right now as a senior and been phenomenal for us. Came off a tough thigh bruise against D.C., and I just love his work ethic. The last three weeks, he has done anything and everything to try to get that leg going again so he can get back in here. And this was his first game back, and I know he was excited to play. But you saw that he had a play that he bounced out. Mm-hmm. and accelerated down the sidelines. I think he got like a 19, 20-yard run on it. And that's what we're going to get out of him. We need some big play ability out of running back. And Max is the guy who's going to provide that. He's going to bounce plays. Really fast kid, a track kid. He's gotten so much better running between the tackles. But I think moving forward, you're going to see some long runs on him. And that's what we're really hoping that. And, and he's a good blocker. That's one thing I think he's really improved on over the last couple of years, is the ability to block. And then defensively, he's helped us out a ton defensively at linebacker. He got a lot of reps in that linebacker and, and made a lot of plays on Friday night. It, it just loved the kid. He had to wait his turn, mm-hmm. and he's getting an opportunity, and he's done everything you would ask of his opportunity, and those are fun to see. It just shows perseverance, shows the type of kid that he is. Just a really good football player for us. Gives a lot of depth, a lot of speed. And like I said, tough kid. He's really strong. He's going to make some big plays moving forward here. 
Absolutely. Moving forward, we're we're on to week number eight here, and maybe the the air quotes the the second biggest game of the season against another big rival. This time, it's the battle for the paddle, and it's the short week on Wednesday versus the Litchfield Dragons. Litchfield just dropped their second game of the season on Friday to DC. What can we expect on Wednesday when when the Dragons come to town? <laughs> you know, Litchfield's just a fan favorite of ours and our our kids. You know, big rival like DC. You know, last year, I think one of the big disappointments of last year is we didn't get to play Litchfield. Mm-hmm. The kids look forward to playing Litchfield. I know Litchfield looks forward to playing us. Um, it's going to be a great football game. They are a really good football team, a really well-coached football team. They're physical. They're not deep. You know, they're not a real deep team, but they're starting, you know, 22 kids are as good as any in our league. Um, I know they don't like us, and we don't like them. It's going to be fun. They, you know, they spread you out. They give you the perception that they want to throw the ball all, all over the place, and they do have a lot of skill kids, but they're a tough team. They want to run the football. They have a really good offensive line, some big kids up front. Um, they got a kid who, you know, they think is a lower-level D1 offensive tackle who they like to run behind. Um, a sophomore running back. The kid is <laughs> it's a physical kid. I remember watching him last year in ninth grade. He ran all over our kids, and uh, he's doing the same thing this year, one of the better backs in our league. A lot of speed, bigger kid, but they're good. It's going to be – it's going to be a fun game. You know, they, the special teams are good. With short weeks, it's going to be tough. You know, you, usually our kids on Monday, we, we do a lot of walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And now that has to be like a Wednesday practice. And then, you know, your Wednesday practice, you know, you're just usually installing stuff on offense and defense. And now it's like a Thursday getting ready for the game. So this is always a tough week. I always think it's harder on the kids to bounce back. It's harder on the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you never feel like you're prepared for the game. So I think you see a lot of big plays in the Wednesday game. And if kids were banged up on Friday night, it's tough to get them back in time for Wednesday to play. So um, it always presents a lot of challenges. But home game, senior night for our kids. Kids love playing at home. Um, the weather's been phenomenal. I, I am so excited. Battle for the paddle. They've never had the paddle. Our goal is that they n- never get it. Um, I went to college with their coach, a real good friend of mine, and I tell him every year my goal is that he goes to his grave with ever without ever seeing the paddle. So every year I make a little video form after we have it to show what we do with it and stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's a good little rival. We have a lot of fun with it. It's gonna be a fun football game. You talk about a good high school football game. Wednesday night in Annandale is going to be a really good high school football game. It's going to be a fun time, yes. Every time that Litchfield and, and Annandale get together, it's a good time. And, yes, that, that paddle looks very nice up in the up in the trophy case here in the high school. So uh, let's hope that we can can keep it there. But, Coach, the next time you and I sit down, we're going to be talking playoffs one way or the other. The season ends on, on Wednesday. Um, we're heading in. You and I talked a little bit off air about, you know, where we're looking at. Right now you're, you're the number one seed uh, tied record-wise the spectrum, but you have the edge right now in QRF. Talk a little bit about what you think the section might look like after Wednesday night Wednesday night's games. I can let you know on Thursday. <laughs> you know, it'd be a lot better. You know, I don't know. Things are a little muddy right now. Obviously, if we win, you know, we'll probably be the one seed. I think that's pretty much locked in. Malacca had a tough loss to Zimmerman on on Friday night. It was kind of between us, Malacca, and Spectrum for the one seed. Uh, I think Malacca is probably out of that right now. With QRF, you don't know. They don't tell you the formula of what it uses, so you're kind of guessing what the value of everything is. I mean, I know that the teams that you beat and you play, when they win, you get more points for that. Um, when they lose, you don't get points for it. But you don't know what the percentage is. They don't tell you that, which is strange. You think that everything would be transparent, mm-hmm. but they don't. I think they that's how they make their money on their formula or whatever. I think the state high school has to pay for that. 
Um, so you really don't know. It's kind of a guessing game. But Spectrum plays Mount Westaka. It's us, right now it's between us and Spectrum for the one. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, either one or two. Obviously, we want the one because we have seven teams in our section. You get to buy the first round of the playoffs, which is nice. They play Mound. Mound's actually rated number two right now in, in Class 4A, QRF-wise. So if, if they would upset Mound, they would get they'd get a bunch of points. That would be mm-hmm. a big thing. Even if we won, could they catch us? They could. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the nice thing is we have no common opponents, so no tiebreakers. If the QRF is usually like a four or five point tiebreaker margin, that if you, because they know, understand that QRF isn't perfect. So if you land within that five point margin, I think last year it was 5.2, then you go to tiebreakers. And the first tiebreakers head to head, and it's common opponents, section opponents. And you could jump somebody, even though your QRF is higher, they could jump you. But since we don't have any common opponents, we haven't played each other. That's not going to happen. It's going to go straight by QRF, which will be good for us. But we know if we take care of business on Wednesday, we're going to be in pretty good shape. If not, you know, where the two seed will get the home playoff. You know, either way, I think it's going through Malacca. You know, I think, you know, Spectrum, you know, those schools, they're decent. We haven't seen them, so I don't want to say too much. Mm-hmm. But typically they have, you know, three or four really good athletes. But if, as, a, as a team, there's a, there's a few weaknesses. In there. You know, smaller kids, their roster's not as big. Um, typically, you know, one through 22, they're not as deep as, as we would be or Malak would be. But Malak is, Malak is physical. I've seen them on film. They run the ball really, really well. This time of the year, you have to be able to run the football with the weather and um, things like that. So I think that the section championship, you know, is probably going to go through Malak this year. So that could be a, a round two game. It could be a section championship game. But I think they are a team that um, is, is directing with who could easily come out of the section. And definitely a team that probably has a chip on their shoulder looking for you guys. You guys beat them twice last year, including in the that uh, section championship game or whatever it was at the, the very end of the season. Uh, just kind of looking forward, if you if you finish with the number one seed, so you get that first round by, you'll likely see the winner of Mora and Pine City if everything kind of hangs as it is a, a week from Saturday. Um, if you finish with the number two, you'll probably open up on that first Tuesday versus Foley. When are we going to know for sure? When, are, when is everything going to be all finalized in the section? You know, typically it's going to be Thursday. It's usually Thursday by 10 o'clock. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. Sometimes it gets held up a little bit because somebody plays the next day, especially with the COVID era. A lot of times there's not enough officials, so you have to play. You can't all play on the same day. But typically that's what happens. But usually by 10 o'clock on Thursday, you go to minnesotascores.com. Um, you can check out there, and they'll have the – it'll say final when you get to the, the QRF standings. For the section, it'll be a big final on top. You know, we find out the same way as everybody else. We have to look online. Looking online. Like anybody else, we don't get a special phone call. Usually by 4 whatever in the afternoon, our section coordinator will send out like a bracket or something like that. But he's never in any hurry to get that done. So for us, it's a big deal just because, you know, we always tell our kids, if, if we get the one seed and we get the bye, you know, we won't practice over MEA. So they get four days off. They get the Thursday, Friday off because you don't have that Tuesday game, mm-hmm. which is big because on uh, the, the Tuesday game, the worst part is Wednesday. The team that played, they're recovering from their game on Wednesday. It's hard to, you know, kids aren't very focused. They're sore. They're beat up. They're tired. They just got done playing the game. Now you got to quickly switch to your next opponent to get ready for, for Saturday. You don't have time to take a day off. You get the bye. You know, your kids come on Wednesday, and they're ready to go. They're ready to, let's implement. Let's see what we have. Let's get our installation done. And uh, they're a lot more focused. So, I mean, it's a big advantage getting that by. We're going to fight pretty hard. First of all, it's Litchfield. We're going to fight for that. Mm-hmm. It's the paddle. We're going to fight for that. You know, and, and we want the buy. We really just think that benefits you a lot, just injury-wise, health-wise, motivation-wise, focus-wise. So, um, Wednesday's a big game for us. So, it'll be fun. Our kids are going to come out and play. We always play hard. Absolutely. 
And of course, make sure to follow along. I'll be, I will be watching that website on, on Thursday as well. So be paying attention to our KRWC social media. I'll put up all the updates on that once we have finalized seatings. And of course, this week, make sure to stay tuned. I'll be sitting down with my offensive player of the game, senior running back Mac, Max Schimmelfinnig. And see if I can get through saying his name the, the right way, as, as opposed to sometimes the announcers can't. And, of course, my defensive player, the game junior linebacker, Evan Norgren. You'll be able to hear their interviews on air and check them out as podcasts on Tuesday with this short week. And, of course, on Wednesday, listen to my Cardinal Cut-Ins pregame as part of our uh, in-game buys and coverage, as well as I'll be sending updates back here from Annandale as we have the last regular season game in the battle for the paddle. So, Coach, thank you very much for your time, and good luck this week for, with Litchfield. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to Cardinal Cut-Ins. Please make sure to thank all the businesses that make it possible for us to bring you Cardinal Cut-Ins each week, including the Homestyle Country Cafe, Lake Central Bank, M&M Express Sales and Service, Kaz Hardware, Truman Welters Power Sports, David Bird State Farm Insurance, and Lundeen Brothers Ford.